I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Now this is a bump back right here. This is, uh, this is very sappy for us. Corey going going back. I love it. Uh, welcome back to the Saturday show. We are 97.5 FM, KSL Sports. It's really a good mood. I like that. Nice pull, Corey. Well done, sir. All right. Uh, Michelle Bodkin there. Jay Catch here. Breaking things down for you guys. Uh, it is Memorial Day weekend, by the way. So I uh, hope you all out there are having a great time no matter what you're doing. Uh, traffic yesterday trying to leave the Wasatch Front, at least southbound, was absolutely Horrendous. insane. Um, like I live on Redwood Road in Saratoga Springs. So okay. we see like we see traffic from time to time. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, though... I, like, I looked at my back door window because I can see Redwood River from my back door. And I'm like, looking, I'm like, is there an accident? <laughs> no, it was just traffic. No. They just, yeah. People were trying to, because I 15 was jacked up. There were accidents. And obviously, just with the, the mass number of yeah. people trying to leave at the same time, it was backed up. And people, I think, were trying to like, kind of route around it by using Redwood Road. Uh-uh. It didn't work out. Uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. <laughs> but, uh-uh. No. Uh-uh. And nonetheless, I, I hope you all are having a great time. Uh, Michelle, What do you, did your family do anything sp- specific for Memorial Day? It's always kind of a low-key thing for the Hatch family. Yeah. I, my family tends to kind of avoid some of the bigger, like, traditional, like, get summer started or end, end summer holidays uh, just because everybody else has the same idea uh, we are people that do not generally speaking like crowds outside of like sporting events so yeah like <laughs> for like growing up like it's the unofficial kickoff to summer it's yeah. kind of 100 days of summer as most people refer to it for us at the hatch household it was always like all right let's just let's let's pull out the grill and yeah. make we do something at home steaks burgers we did 
I I like to venture out a little bit more. I've made like kebabs in the past and oh, whatnot. Ooh, so kebabs. I may have great. to. I'm gonna. I'm thinking I'm gonna have to do something with the Traeger this week, and we'll figure that out along the way. I'm hoping to play some golf as well, though. So we'll see what happens. Well, there you go. Yeah. yeah I, you know what? If the weather maybe cooperates, I'd love to like just sit in the sun. Well, but you yeah, know, those thunderstorms keep ruining that plan. <laughs> well, so that's the. I'm seeing like everybody like all week long looking like because you, you like get, you have your responsibilities in the morning, the afternoon, but they. Yeah. Okay, after work, whatever, I'm going to go out and do something. Like, every day this week, there yep. has been, like, thunderstorms Thwarted. popping up. So it's kind of crazy stuff. Um, I'm seeing on the KSL weather app currently, Sunday's got isolated thunderstorms, but then Monday should be clear, it says. Okay, so, well, we'll you see. know what? Fingers crossed that nothing blows up on Monday, and it will actually be a day off. And by the way, 82 degrees for Memorial Day? Money. That's great. That's a great weather day. All right. Uh, let's get back to actual sports topics at hand, but nonetheless, hope you guys have a great weekend ongoing or coming up. But, Michelle, when it comes to the conference realignment game, you've been very good about both – reporting what you're hearing and also inserting your personal thoughts on the matter. And that's, that's part of what we do here. Yeah. Like I, I, we have, I have a running joke with a fellow media member of ours in this market that uh, I happen to do what they call um, infotainment is, is what we've, we've come down to. It's information, but it's also entertainment melded into one. That's what we call infotainment. There you go. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we try and meld those two together because there's, there's a product here that requires that. But when it comes to the conference realignment thing, it's almost the gift that keeps on giving. <laughs> is it really, though? <laughs> okay. And let, let me explain why I, why I say that because I know you're like, what? But the, the point is, is that there is so much uh, going on with it. It's true. That it's so nebulous. It's like, true. There's literally no like, hard, like, you can't hold anybody down to anything it feels like. So it just keeps propagating itself. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I mean, here's the thing is we, for the most part, everybody that's kind of covered this at least as far as i can gather we're all very focused on kind of one specific outcome but like the fact of the matter is there are a lot of other things off to the side exactly forward backwards that are kind of bubbling that could change that trajectory in a heartbeat and they don't have to necessarily be big things either no no some of some of these things are just very like small things um i i've mentioned it before there are a lot of lawsuits that are kind of bubbling on the edge that if any one of them goes through completely changes the narrative on what we think or or are expecting to happen with nil conference expansion tv deals blah 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 mm-hmm. it, it i mean really could make it go in a very different direction than what we've been talking about. Um, and that's just one example there. And again, kind of talking about yeah. from like two segments ago, everybody's talking to everybody. Now, how serious or not serious those conversations are up up for debate. But like you best believe like people are constantly in each other's ears oh. and they're feeling out, investigating, seeing what's up. Um, e- even in what fans view and even media people view in quiet times when our radar radars aren't up and we're not <laughs> thinking that something's going to happen. This is why we've seen big things like Oklahoma and Texas moving to the SEC. Sure. That's why we've seen, you know, U- USC and UCLA moving to the Big Ten. These conversations are happening all the time. Mm-hmm. 
all well, the time. Okay, but to your point on the on that, we had Mark Harlan on on this very show, and mm-hmm. he talked about the day. Like the, he he sort of refers to it as the, like that's the anniversary in a way for him. Yeah. Of when the, the news broke of UCLA and USC, and he said he was driving, he gets a call from his buddy, and he's like, "Hey, what did he say? He's like some like condolences or something like that. He's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> he's like." Call me when you get home. Right. Like, yeah. you don't want to hear this while you're driving. Yeah. And that's what it is. Is there, you're right. The conversations are always ongoing. And in the aftermath of those kind of almost momentum changing events, mm-hmm. that's when you kind of look back and look for like the different indicators along the way that yeah. should have, in some ways, cued you off, maybe yeah. that something was going on for sure. So, and that, but that's the interesting part about this is where this ultimately is going to end, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that, so, okay, so that 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 that's why I said this it's almost the gift that keeps yeah. on giving because yeah. it's just it's ongoing and seemingly never ending. There will be an end point for the Pac-12 quote in this, unquote, yes, end point, yes. But guess what? The ACC is festering out there. What what the we call them? Uh, Remember, we titled them the Magnificent the, Seven, so, something seven. Yeah, Half it might the, have been magnificent. Like the the bigger. Teams in that conference are trying to like essentially jailbreak and get out of their deal so they can cash in on more money, and I understand why. Yeah. Oh yeah. Totally. But, that was a bad deal. So let's say nobody's pa- signing a deal like that anymore. Nor for good they. reason. And there was actually a funny thing is that the the like hard and fast rules that were built into that are built off of the Big 12's previous deal that Texas and Oklahoma had to extricate themselves from. It's funny how different things influence all of this, but the bigger I think point is. The Pac-12 may close the door on their current situation at some point here in the next. I think June 30 is probably the the drop dead date in a way for that to get done. But they may close the door on it for now because guess what? Then the ACC's got their door over here. The Big Ten we found out in the past week or so has uh, multiple loose strings with their much celebrated billion dollar TV deal that have been left Und- like left not wrapped up. Yeah. Kevin Warren just was like, I-, I got the job with the Chicago Bears. See you guys. You have fun. I'm going to tell you all this is done, <laughs> but surprise. And yeah, so their, their new commissioner comes in. He's probably like, all right, so where do we stand on that? They're like, well, and he's like, huh? Like bad words we can't say yeah, so, on radio. <laughs> so that's why I say this is going to, this is almost non-stop ongoing and won't stop at least for the foreseeable future because yeah. it seems like every time one of the door closes there is another door that's opening even if it's just to a, a crack like okay that's kind of the next part that we're yeah. and how long till that door it, well and it's it's one of those things like this has been mentioned several times before mm-hmm. this is a very very new world that's getting covered yes like i mean these deals, these things, these conversations have been happening since the beginning of time mm-hmm. in sports, at least when sports started getting broadcast. There, there have been How talks I, about commentary realignment going back to the 1910s. Yeah. Just saying. So, I mean, like, this isn't anything, like, new, but it's new in the sense that fans and media people all of a sudden care. And, <laughs> you know, a, a lot of us sports media people, myself included, like, mm-hmm. that's not where my contacts lie. Like I, and also not where my knowledge lies. Like I thought about doing the law route and I took a hard swerve and like here, here we are. Now I'm having to figure out, you know, what some of these contracts and clauses and 
all that kind of stuff are saying. So basically, Dad, you're welcome. I kind of am like a lawyer <laughs> at this point. No, um, good point. I, I get that, yeah. Uh, or at least it feels like it yeah. in some ways. But, uh, you know, so so there's a lot of just trying to figure out how do we cover this? Who do we need to talk to in mm-hmm. order to get information on this? And it's ever-changing. It's not easy again and it's because a lot of times actually not a lot of times all the time you know you have people signing the people that actually know have signed non-disclosure agreements and so you're just not going to get a whole lot out of it and so if people are reporting really really big juicy things happening Mm -hmm. with something again it's kind of one of those take it with a bit of a it it, as the uh, colorado AD said, Rick George, Rick George, you know, only believe a third of what you hear. And and it's just because like the scope of who is going to know what is going on is so, so small um, that that again, you're not going to hear the big stuff, you know, USC, UCLA leaving for the Big Ten until it's basically a done deal. It was a done deal. It was 24 hours. And it was like, all right, vote's been taken. They're in. Let's go. Yeah. Like. That that's the thing about it is, they're they're going to they're they're working in back room back rooms essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not necessarily they're always in, like, but they're they're working in secret. And then when it finally breaks, it's already deals done. Like yeah. it's been agreed to. It's a it's a mere formality. There's a rubber stamp on it, and on you go. So it, that's why I want to discuss this further. Is I thought, in my opinion, so this this is the reason why I'm writing this up is Barry Trammell. I've known him for. We had him on maybe I've been with DJ and PK for a decade almost now, mm-hmm. and we've had him on off and on throughout the majority of that time. We've had him on fairly regularly in the last five or so years. Barry has been here. We've had him in studio. I've driven him around Salt Lake when the <laughs> Thunder were playing. I just gave him a ride, and he's he is a great, great dude, just a great dude. He's also been one of the guys who has been very, I guess, quote-unquote, quiet with regards to the conference yeah. realignment stuff. So for him this week to put in that article that he talked with, uh, and he said with uh, DJ and PK that it was a coach. He did, he had that tidbit in our radio interview. A coach told him that uh, the whole thing about Colorado leaving for the Big 12, quote, soon, he said he sat on it for a few days until he actually saw the news come out with regards to Kirk Schultz telling that Washington State was essentially, we have no more money. We're on the verge of bankruptcy, like we just we we have to slow down our hiring, non-essential travel, all that stuff. He said that to me was kind of a signal. So for Barry to come out and say that to me, like you talk about our antenna as media professionals, I was like, all right, something's up here. And then Rick George cracks the door open a little bit with yeah. regards to the comments he says to uh, Brian Howell, who we had on earlier on in today's show. You can go listen to that wherever you get your podcasts. To me, there seems to be a little bit of movement, more so than we've had in the past month or so, in my opinion. What do you think? Perhaps the Washington State stuff has been a little weird to me because I, and maybe I'm just a big dum-dum and I I don't understand how this works, but their financial problems to me really don't have much, if anything, to do with what's going on with the media deal. Well, they need to have a comptroller and or a, a, um, an accountant inside their athletic department saying, yeah. hey, by the way, we spent all the money that we have allotted for this year. Like, where's that person? Yeah. That, that's the first thing. On yeah, that yeah. That For me, that is just more of a singular, that's a Washington State issue. Okay. That's not a Pac-12 
issue? Because, I mean, you look at it, you have Cal that also for years and years and years has been dealing with, you know, a very similar issue. And nobody's talking about or trying to link that to what's going on with the Pac-12 media deal. Their debt load is insane. You're right. Um, And even before UCLA jumped to the Big Ten, like UCLA has this and nobody's connected those dots. So I think that's a completely separate issue. That's people trying to make something link that, things that may not be out. Yeah, okay, I, I don't. I don't really think that has anything to do with it. Um, the Pac-12 might want to talk to Washington State about uh, not dropping irrelevant things well, <laughs> at a bad time. Yeah, but that, yeah, you're, to your point, it's a very good... it was a bad PR move. I think. Yeah, because um, it's going to get linked to that. It is, of course, it is, of course, it is. I don't blame anyone for wondering about that. Mm-hmm. And again, and maybe I'm missing something to where there is a link there, but I just don't think there is. Okay, let me add one other uh, nugget to all of this. So John Kinzano and John Wilner do that podcast. Mm-hmm. Kinzano and Wilner their podcast. This week on that podcast, I listened to it. I think I actually do a fairly good job because I want to get some of their insights because they're very much in the know. They're very like. connected to the Pac-12. They said the $50 million, uh, what, is it, what was it, $50? They, they, they withheld $50 million from a TV partner, which most mm-hmm. people think is Comcast. Mm-hmm. They said that's a conservative number. They think the number is actually higher. They think it could be in the 60 or $70 million range. I mean, that would not shock me in the slightest. So- but so that one to me, the, you said I, I. The more you talk about it, the Washington State one, I feels like it's more of a one-off in a way. Mm-hmm. But for them to, for those two to admit that that fifty million dollars may be a conservative number, and that could be as high as sixty or seventy million. We also learned that for them to reconvert their lavish office space that they built in downtown uh, San Francisco back into office space is going to cost ten million dollars. You're if that all that money adds up. That's $100 million the conference has to come up with now mm-hmm. to extricate themselves from a hole, all the while, while they're trying to get as much money as they can of their next media rights deal. That, I think, is adding a little bit to some of this panic. That, that I think, makes a lot more sense to me. Okay. Um, and to be perfectly honest, like, I, to be very frank and honest, yeah. like, the Pac-12 screwed themselves over. Well, a certain uh, individual with the Pac-12, in my opinion, screwed them over. Well, Larry Scott, but <laughs> yeah. the presidents have the say-so as to whether or not he's still employed. And, yeah. I mean, they knew he was taking extravagant money and still said, okay, keep working for us. Yeah, get your $50 million you um, earned from us. There you know, you and, and yeah. the, the, the crazy, lavish studio in the heart of downtown San Francisco, like, why that ever moved from Walnut Creek mm-hmm. in the first place, like, and the the private suites in Las Vegas and the, the charter the flights, charter flights yeah. and again, like, that is on the Pac-12. Okay. That, that is 1,000% on the Pac-12 and the Pac-12 leadership. Mm-hmm. And to say otherwise, I think, is irresponsible. <laughs> like, like, you could, you could have stopped this forever ago. <laughs> And you chose not to. Sure. Um, so yeah, now now you are having to live with some of the consequences, and you know that that is maybe repaying some of these debts in a time when you know I I think you'll probably get a fine media deal. I think it's probably going to be in line with you know the the ACC, the Big Twelve, um, but is that enough to 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 cover all of these past errors, you know, I, it's, it's just one of those things. I think this is a lesson in 
being diligent at all times because you never know when that's going to come back and bite you. Well, yeah, that's actually a very good point is you some decisions today, as you said, can affect you a ways down the road. And you don't necessarily know the whole law of unintended consequences of how this is all playing out. This to me is just it feels like and I, I I'm at the point where I thought things were dying down. Yeah. And this past week, it almost it just kind of reignited, not to the same level that it was, if that yeah. makes sense. But th- it's a it's a more slow simmer. Yeah. But there were comments made this week from Barry Trammell, most notably, and also Rick George from Colorado. that made me think, all right, there is some discontent now, I think, that is out there. On the, this is the Colorado side of things. Yeah. Like, there's also people saying like Barry came on and said he thinks Arizona is the most likely to jump of all of them. That's what he said. And we've heard Arizona rumored for months now about that. But the, the the situation at hand is, to your point, is you are looking at a $70, $80 million hole you've got to extricate yourself from as the Pac-12. And then at the same time, you're trying to battle the bad PR of this ongoing media ride still. Mm-hmm. It's, there's, there's a lot there's of— There's a lot going on. There's a lot of storm clouds. There's a lot going on. And, I mean— Again, do do we really fully know all the moving pieces? I mean, and that also to that point, you know, yeah. uh, because I have heard and been told that the Pac-12 presidents are more than happy to just let people chatter and talk. They really don't <laughs> care. So, sure. you know, at, at are these dark, looming clouds really as dark as we're making them out to be? I I mean. May, maybe we'll find out sometime but, but this summer. Yeah, sure. But to, the the point you're making, I think, is right. Is we won't know mm-hmm. until it's done. Because mm-hmm. we can all look back at the Oklahoma Texas deal and say, okay, there are markers in that whole storyline. They're like, okay, that's the roadmap to what happened. The same thing with the UCLA and USC thing. Carolyn Folt essentially shutting down any chance of uh, conference expansion a year before she leaves. Yeah. That was dirty, by hmm. the way. By the way, uh, w- w- that's a major like. Oh no wonder they she shut it down. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I it, the, there are a lot of moving pieces. Um, it's gonna be I don't know. This is just people are going to be studying this oh, yeah. on the journalism front and the sports marketing front hmm. for ages, both from the Big 12's perspective and the Pac 12's perspective, because oh, yeah. we're just seeing things. We've never seen before. And there, I was made aware of a comment mm-hmm. from a different conference commissioner okay. that's just been absolutely perplexed by just the weirdness <laughs> going on. Like, their words were, this is not how we do things in college sports. They haven't for years. Yeah. But it seems it, to be It changing. seems to be the new norm. Yeah, exactly. Perhaps. Like it's a because it, for decades they operated very much in kind of cordially, lockstep. yeah, cordially, yeah. But it's it's been a little contentious, yeah. and I, and I get it because I think everybody feels like we're in a survival of the fittest mm-hmm. type mode at the moment. I, how realistic that is or isn't, I I don't know at this point. But uh, that seems to be how everybody feels sure. at this point in time, and so. It does feel like any moves that, you know, anybody not the Big Ten or the SEC make at the moment is just to survive to the next round. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see what happens from there. But and maybe maybe that's not maybe maybe 
one of these little bubbles off to the side that we're not talking about so much changes that narrative. But for the here and now, that's kind of what it looks like. That's kind of where the storyline is being constantly steered. And like I said, hopefully there's at least a resolution coming soon-ish to to, to this part. Don't hold your breath, but we'll see. All right. (sighs) It's always fun. Like I said, the gift that keeps on giving. Even if it, even though it may not be the gift that you want, like it's, that, it, it that continues. Gift might ruin my yeah. liver. <laughs> <laughs> All right, more in a moment. We'll get the five minutes of this is the Saturday show right here on ninety seven point five FM, the KSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. to the Saturday show. Nice pull on Neon Trees. Corey, nicely done. Utah born and raised band here. I know that uh, only a couple of them are Utah natives in the band itself, but it was started here in mm-hmm. Provo. Um, played it like the Valor in Provo when they first started. So nice pull. I, I have a connection to Neon Trees that I'll have to tell you about off air. Oh, interesting. <laughs> I'm interested to hear that. I've actually seen them in concert at Valor once upon a time, but... Uh, I'm interested to hear that because they they seem to have a lot of connections in this community just simply due to the fact that they're born and raised here in Utah. Oh yeah, it was an interesting time. I <laughs> I saw it on your face. We'll we'll we'll, we'll get to details in the break. All right, uh, welcome back. Uh, it's time to get the five minutes of, and I want to start off uh, with regards to Carl uh, Malone uh, making some headlines from the Utah Jazz. Uh, now we all know this since the pandemic started, the sports memorabilia market is just booming like you can make all kinds of money if you have something that people want like well Carl Malone uh has sold uh let's see it was 24 pieces of memorabilia from the 92 Summer Olympics USA basketball dream team um game used sneakers and uh jerseys from all 12 members and he's made about five million dollars in the in the auction of these items uh and unsurprisingly Michael Jordan took the took the cake, Michelle. Do you have any idea how much uh, Michael Jordan's? It was a number nine white jersey worn during a dismantling of Lithuania in the semifinals of that run to the gold medal. Any idea on how much that jersey went for? First of all, yes, definitely not shocked he took the top spot. It's MJ, yeah. Uh, I think you told me off air to start, mm-hmm. and I I don't remember at this point. Three point zero zero three million. So three million three thousand essentially. So just an over three million dollars for one jersey. And it is signed uh, by MJ. It says to Carl it says to Carl good luck uh, Michael Jordan. And he actually signed it with number nine. He didn't sign it with his normal number twenty three that he wore obviously when he was playing in the NBA. Wow. 
So crazy. Yeah. Uh, let's see other things here. Oh, uh, so that was a record, by the way, for any game use uh, Olympics Jordan item. Uh, like there's a whole story and. I know that Corey and uh, you, Michelle, probably remember this. He that those jerseys were made by Champion as Reebok warmups that were part of the Olympic team's deal. But MJ purposely hit it with the Olymp- with the USA flag because he's a Nike athlete. Oh yeah. So, well, well, and other athletes have done similar yeah, things well, at yeah. other points well, too. Yeah. Tiger Woods famously. <laughs> I don't know if people know this. When early on in his career, he putted with a ping putter that had a ping grip on it. It was blacked out with a sharpie, so that it would hide the fact that it was a pink, like it was a Nike. It wasn't not Nike. <laughs> it happens. Got to do what you got to do. Yeah, but uh, good on Carl uh, Malone making five million dollars off that. It, it, it sounds like, and I, I didn't know this. I, I guess maybe I should have uh, ventured into Carl Malone Toyota in some of these places more often. This collection for years was displayed at one of his car dealerships here in Utah. I didn't know that huh. part of the story. So interesting. Yep. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Yeah, uh, so he reached out to Ken Golden uh, and then decided to sell it. Uh, Golden obviously runs a, an auction house, and yeah, so good time. So uh, Magic Johnson had a jersey went for three hundred and thirty six thousand dollars. Larry Bird's jersey from that same Lithuania game went for three hundred and sixty large. Huh. I don't know why you would want to pay ninety one thousand dollars for game used sneakers for Larry Bird, but those are records uh, set for the Larry Bird merchandise side of things. MJ had a pair of uh, game-worn sneakers from the 92 Tournament of the Americas, which was actually the tune-up to the Olympics. That went for four hundred and twenty grand. that Malone had in his collection. Yeah, the, the whole concept of wanting people to use shoes, gross. <laughs> like, look, I love shoes. I do not love used shoes. Michelle does have elite shoe game. I will yeah. give you that. Thank but, you. But... To your point, I'm not wearing some. I'm not buying somebody's game worn shoes. To be like, no, I, I will go broke to make sure that um, I, I, I'm not buying used shoes. Well, and that's the thing about it is, I just I look at the opportunity uh, with regards to the the sports memorabilia market. Like, where do people have all this money? Also, that <laughs> who who is going to donate to my cause? Because y'all have stupid amounts of money lying around. I think I'm a great investment. How about we, like, throw some of that my way instead of buying a used jersey? Gross. I don't know. To me, I just (laughs) – I'm just like – it's a lot of money. You you have a lot of money – a lot of discretionary money, I guess, at at that uh, to be doing – buying a jersey from a a semifinal Lithuania game for $3 million. Like, that's just – I just – yeah, I can't even fathom just – Throwing that kind of money around casually. <laughs> you and me both. Um, other things that we need to talk about. Obviously, we are all still uh, hoping and praying and wishing for Major League Baseball to come here to Utah. We all know that the Big League Utah obviously said that the two things needed to happen. You need to have the Oakland Athletics uh, re- resolve their stadium situation. You also have to have, have the Tampa Bay Rays resolve theirs. Well, we have some movement on the athletic side of things. They had to move the land they were going to purchase, the Tropicana, which is one of the historic landmarks on the Strip, uh, under the current deal will be knocked down. That's, wow. that's where they're going to put the new uh, stadium if they build it. By the way, the rendering of it looks absolutely awesome. It'll look out over the Strip, it looks like. I don't know if you've seen it, Michelle. Uh, but there was a bill introduced in the Nevada State legislature that would give the Oakland Athletics up to $380 million uh, for a potential 30,000-seat, $1.5 billion retractable roof stadium on the Strip. Um, 
that is actually pales in comparison to the amount of money that the that Vegas and the state of Nevada gave to the Raiders wow. to build a Legion Stadium. That was somewhere, if I'm not mistaken, was in the $800 million range uh, to get a Legion Stadium done. So if uh, the A's are intent on doing this and everything says that they are, they are going to have to accept less money to build their new home on the Strip, but at least they're going to get some help. Well, I I mean, it's better than a kick in the pants, right? And sure. it sounds like uh, that's kind of been the case in Oakland. Uh, it's, it's just been a constant kick in the pants for them there. So someone's willing to step up. I guess that's kind of where you go. That's the name of the game. That's that's the business. Uh, so yeah, so if you're trying to, if you're a baseball fan living here in Utah or you you want to see Major League Baseball in the state, this is one of the things that needs to be done. Like you just got you got to you need the Nevada State Legislature. They apparently have a week left in their legislative session here. They've got to essentially just get it done. Like make this deal. Uh, let the athletics officially start building their stadium. Uh, it apparently, could be ready in time for the 2025 season. So once that part of it's done, mm-hmm. that's one of the check marks on the wish list for Big League Utah here. Is athletics done. Turn your attention over to the Rays and say, Tampa, figure out what you're doing. There is obviously the co-founder of the Orlando Magic who says he wants to build a multi-billion dollar venue in Orlando hmm. to, to have a Major League Baseball team move there. A lot of people have connected the Rays potentially leveraging themselves out of Tampa and moving to Orlando to move into that. It would be adjacent to the Walt Disney World landmass that they own there. That gets done, and then at that point, then the expansion thing becomes the the new thing to yeah. worry about. Talk so about. Th- that's if you're keeping track at home. And I think a lot of you that are baseball fans are. That's what needs to happen. You've got to ha- get the athletics done here. This could be that could be locked up if the Nevada State Legislature agrees on this. Has to be go through their state assembly as well as the state senate. Once they agree to that, I think the athletics can then firm up their plans, break ground, build stadium. Then you turn your attention to Tampa. Figure that out. And then at that point, finally, it's who gets the expansion franchise. And that's when Salt Lake, I think, will really drill down on saying, hey, we're here. Hi, it's us. Let's go. And that will be interesting <laughs> to see what happens. I I, I want to see it happen. I'm, I, there, I'm not a huge baseball fan. I'm not a baseball purist by any means. Right. But there is nothing like hanging out at the ballpark. Oh, agreed. And like I said, with the bees moving to daybreak. like Sure. There's not a chance in hell. Come hang out with me, Michelle. It's like I'm driving out to daybreak for a baseball game, but I, I am on the west side of Utah Valley. But even getting to daybreak for me, it's a little bit of an adventure because I have to go yeah. up around the mountain range there into Harriman and then venture. It's going to be interesting to see how that how that dynamic uh, changes, like th- in terms of the overall dynamics of who attends bees games etc i'm interested to see how that goes down because that's that's supposed to happen in time for 2025 right right yeah no very very i i don't ever see myself and again it's not a salty petty thing like it's just a it's not convenient for me uh, and i have no reason to be out that way so um but but a major league ballpark it's somewhere kind of downtown ish well where they've picked that that power district it's out over on i-80 I'm not sure you could have picked a better spot. Yeah. Frankly, like if, if you wanted to pick a spot in this city, I guess call it, or Salt Lake County, it's right off I-80. To me, it gives me the vibes. You've been to uh, you've been to uh, Southern California, Orange County. You're driving down the 5, and you mm-hmm. see the big A, yeah. like Angel Stadium. 
that's the kind of vibe I get would happen if it were to happen out there at the power district. Is okay. you just be driving along I eighty, maybe you could be from out of town driving to the to the airport to leave town, and you see the stadium. It's like, oh, there it is. Right. It becomes right. it becomes an icon. Yeah. That's the thing about it. Yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I just think there's plenty of potential there, and I'm kind of excited about it. So uh, let's get it done. It would be fun, and it would be interesting. Um, I do want to talk about RSL, but we will take the break here. We'll come back on the other side. Uh, RSL in action tonight. They've uh, found some form, it looks like. We'll talk about that as we round out this edition of the Saturday Show right here on 97.5 FM, the KSL Sports Zone. Welcome back to the Saturday show here on 97.5 FM, the KSL Sports Zone. All right, uh, getting things wrapped up here on this edition of the Saturday show. It's good to be back, by the way, taking a week off. I actually miss this show a lot. People ask me, I'm like, why do you do it? I'm like, it's fun. It literally, it's just, it's fun to do. It's just a sweet, breezy two hours of Uh kind of, I think in a lot of ways, talking more about what we want to talk about rather than what we have to talk about. In some ways, sure. But for example, so we had Brian Howell on the show today from the Boulder Daily Camera. Well, guess what? He makes news yesterday afternoon slash evening with comments he got from Colorado AD Rick George. Uh, Unrivaled may have talked about it a little bit yesterday, but but to get the full picture of it, guess what? We get the that that was us. Yeah, we get the opportunity. That was all us. We don't have to wait. For that, so that that's that's the fun part about that as well. It's just fun to do. And we I, get the Friday news dumps. We do, and that sometimes they are quite fun, <laughs> especially on holiday weekends too, because those are the perfect times for news dumps. If you're if you're gonna dump something like you you want to put something out there into the ether that you want to be buried, you hope will disappear. <laughs> Memorial Day weekend is one of those weekends to get it done. Just remember, we're here though to talk about. It, we so will. We'll, we'll talk you won't it. get away with it. Yeah, no doubt about that. Uh, but uh, that's been the fun part. All right, before we go here, uh, RSL is back in action tonight. They've been a little bit of road warriors recently. They have made it to the round of eight, the quarterfinals uh, of the U.S. Open Cup, Michelle. They've played three straight midweek matches over the past three weeks. They've punched their ticket to that. Uh, they obviously have been playing MLS uh, matches alongside that. The bigger thing is they now head to Minnesota tonight, and hopefully they can continue to kind of pile up some of these results because we had Elliot Fall, the RSL GM, on with DJ and PK yesterday, and he came on and said that we're still evaluating all options with regards to the transfer window upcoming for the summer, and we do know that we need to upgrade the talent, but you've got what you got right now, mm-hmm. and you're having a decent run here, and Pablo's talked about it. He's like, goals have changed everything, and it was actually really funny. He came on with... DJ and PK Tuesday in the lead up to the so they played Colorado last Saturday and they played Colorado Wednesday. It was funny how they played them two times, two different competitions. But he came on and DJ's like, "So uh, Pablo, you've had a couple of these zero zero draws recently. Like uh, when it comes to just uh, goal scoring, what's been like goals? We didn't have any goals, so getting goals was a good thing. It was just so funny how he answered it. You can go back and listen to it on the podcast. It was just, he's like, "It's good, it's good to see goals." Well, you know, scoring's like half the point of doing this. Yeah. So Com- com- competition. Yeah. I, you know, I, I get it. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. But so we'll see what happens. Uh, they take on Minnesota tonight. Uh, the funny thing is, RSL sits in eleventh place, Michelle, but Minnesota sits in fifth place. You know, how many points are separating those two in the standings, though? Is it even a full point? It's it, it's three. So, okay. So, so so tonight you win tonight in Minnesota. 
you're going to be tied on points with Minnesota. You leap up if everything breaks your way into the playoff standings. It, Soccer's crazy like that, people. It, it is a little bit nuts, and there's no doubt about that. And uh, so, yeah, if you want to uh, catch coverage of that, the RSL pre-match show begins at 5.30 here on the KSL Sports Zone. Uh, you will have a f- – no, excuse me. Yeah, no, it's 5.30. 6.30 of kick. I apologize. I I was getting ahead of myself. I'm like, hold on. It's been 7.30 the last two games because it's been in Colorado, but Minnesota's in the central time zone, so it moves up an hour. Moves so. the time up. 5.30 pre-match show, uh, 6.30 DJ and Jay Nolly will be on the call, but I don't even know sometimes. if I say Jay Nolly's on it sometimes, and sometimes he's not, so I know DJ will be here. Dave James will be here for you guys. He's got you. So <laughs> that's the one thing I can assure you of. All right, uh, Michelle, any other thoughts as we go out the door here that you'd like to hit on that we have not hit on quite yet? I was going to say have anything else Utah going on? softball. Yeah, good. I, go up to the ballpark. Hopefully the – Weather will be okay. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is it looks like it should be. That's the thing about this also is that uh, with regards to Utah softball, they've got to win today. Yep. Their backs are against the wall yep. now. It's, it's literally do or die today. If they don't win today, it's over for them. Mm-hmm. If they win today, then play tomorrow. We play tomorrow. What's tomorrow's first pitch if they do play? Do we have a time on uh, I Someone told me it was noon. I okay. have not verified that, but I trust who told me. Okay. So so we're going to go with that. It's noon. All right. Fair enough. So, uh, so now with regards uh, to that, this is a big deal for the Utes. Mm-hmm. And this actually is a, I, just one quick thought before we go here is this is just kind of another thing. Like Utah athletics as a whole – is taking a leap that I think a lot of Utah fans have hoped for for years. Uh, the ba- the basketball and football programs have all had their moments, but it's fun to see the quote-unquote Olympic sports here getting their chance. Men's golf made the NCAA, turn- uh, NCAA championships just a couple seasons ago. Uh, BYU men are actually in that right now. But it's fun to see Utah softball taking the leap. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a lot of firsts for Utah athletics this year. And actually, if we want to go in and kind of tie into one of the big over-reigning topics of today, um, you know, with conference expansion and everybody's talking to everybody, Utah's success, I can almost, I am willing to guarantee you, not an entire accident or a happy coincidence. Sure. Um, The... they're peaking at the right time, and mm-hmm. there's, in my opinion, there's reasons why they're peaking at the right time. There's reasons why you're seeing teams winning the way that they're winning. There's reasons why you're getting reports that they're graduating and having the GPAs that they're mm-hmm. getting. Um, there's stuff going on on the academic side. There's reasons why you're hearing about all of these things in conjecture at once. And when we had Mark Harlan on, mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of said, you know, after things, after the bucket got kicked last year, last sure. summer, you know, the message to everybody was you handle your part mm-hmm. of things and we'll handle our part of things. Again, there's reasons, people. There's reasons. <laughs> well, and that's the nice part is that you're just seeing that you're seeing the investment payoff. Mm-hmm. And that's what you always want. So you want to see the ROI, the return on your investment. And Utah is capitalizing on that right now. And the nice part is, it's fun to see these teams doing as well as they're doing. And here's the thing. I'm rooting for Utah softball. I'm married to a softball player. We want nothing more than to see softball in the state continue to kind of grow in its popularity. It's a cold weather state. We get that. But trust me, uh, 
my wife would love, love nothing more than to see softball continue to get bigger and bigger here because it's a sport that I think thrills a lot of people once you actually take the time mm-hmm. to check it out. It, it is. It's fun. And, you know, there, are, there aren't necessarily a lot of options for women out there. And so, you know, softball growing in popularity in the in this state yeah. is just one more thing that, you know, you can send your daughters off to do and and may, maybe they have a future in it. Well, that that's the thing about it. Is it just it opens up a whole other opportunity and it exposes your kids to another avenue of something they may enjoy doing. But hey, three o'clock, we'll be rooting for the Utes and seeing seeing how they do in that super regional. Fun to have it, by the way, here in mm-hmm. Salt Lake City for the first time. All right, that's gonna do it for Corey, Michelle. Thank you to all of you for tuning in. We will have have a great rest of your Saturday. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Uh, just a programming note. Uh, no shows Monday. We are off air on Monday. We'll have run uh, Fox Sports National, but then we'll be back on Tuesday breaking everything down for you. So until then, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Saturday Show right here on 97.5 FM, the KSL Sports Zone. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind, only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.